I'll, I'll kick us off. Let it drop. Boom, you're listening to Yes Mom, We're Still Active, the only podcast ever created out of the 8 million podcasts available <laughs> that have three brothers that laugh and joke and find humor as they make their way down the covenant path. Literal brothers. Literal brothers. I'm going to go find and see it. We'll go find and see it. I'm going to go see if there's another podcast that has like three brothers doing comedy. I think the closest you can get to what we do is Smartless. Maybe. But we do it with the... Those guys, rever- aren't, those guys aren't related. I know, but they banter and they make fun of each other. Like when me and Tom just make fun of you the whole time. What? Like before I got down here? Yeah, yeah. Tom was going off on you. He was like, dude, can you believe we're related to him? <laughs> I've always wondered if I was... Secret combinations. Yep. Secret One of these days, we're going to have a murder mystery podcast about you. Hmm. What a what a fantastic way to open up a there podcast. There you go. Jeez. Come on, guys. I can't wait. All right. I'll bow your heads. I'll say the opening prayer. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring restart. This, bring this prayer back in. No kidding. Aaron's like, and anyway, so there's a six-episode podcast about how What they you did don't it. know about Aaron is he is a sucker for all crime serial killer podcasts. Know this that podcasts. every soul is free. If I ever get into trouble, the first person I'm going to call is your lawyer? No. My brother Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, what he'll, should I He'll do? help me get out. Aaron, I'm like, what have you to told say. the police so far? Okay, here's what you want to do. <laughs> Good. Stop talking and get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. All right, let me let me let let me bring this around from okay. serial killings and car crashes. Let me bring it to the savior. Let's do it. If you could ask the savior, now there's a primary song. If the savior stood beside, no, I'm singing. I'm, I'm humming. But I do the okay, things no. I do. Pick up the tempo. Pick up the tempo. All right. So, like, let's pretend you could walk up to the savior and ask him any question, okay. any question you wanted. Mm-hmm. That'd be scary. That what would, would you ask? Boy, I would I would probably not walk up because I'd be stuck sitting there on the side thinking of my question. Like, oh, should I do this one? Oh, no, here's to be a better one. Oh, maybe oh, this Dinosaurs, one. dinosaurs. What's yeah. the deal with dinosaurs? Okay. I'm thinking to make season eight of Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <it's> like a- <laughs> What's your thoughts on The Chosen? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so did you like The Chosen? Well, yeah. I like no, The Chosen. Did I you wasted think my it's question. Fair? Or better yet, like, is the Garden of Eden really in Jackson County, Missouri? <laughs> It'd be like it'd be like Dad. He'd smack Patrick and be like, "Patrick's horning in on this conversation." Stop asking dumb questions. That's yeah. what happened when Patrick was little. He tried to ask dumb questions, and my dad slapped him on on a Christmas recording tape that yeah. we did when he was about yeah. eight we, years. We can't yeah, let you listen old. to it because technically my dad could still be arrested because it that. could be submitted as evidence <laughs> as proof of what. Dun, dun, dun. But I'll reenact it for you. <laughs> let me say something. Hey, Dad. Dad, I want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's like, Patrick, that's Patrick, trying to horn in on the conversation. Who was it that got cut off with the uh, cassette player? Who's, who's like, okay, everyone gets one question. All right, what question do you want to ask? It was me. And you're I, like, I was grumpy. You're like, how's this thing picking us up? All right, Tom, that's enough of your questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dad, just tell totally snubs him. My dad, my dad was, was a loving man, but he was also ruthless at times like that. Yes. He'd be like, all right, you could ask one question. Dad, how does this work? That's your question. That was a waste mm-hmm. of a question. Your turn, Aaron. I think Dad really thought that he was making these Christmas recordings like for some sort of a time capsule that was going to go in the White House. And, and it did. And now we have <laughs> now we have in the Library of Congress yeah. evidence that my dad slapped me in 1986. And we still have, I think it's cool that we still have those recordings from when we were like four or five and six years old. Yeah, now that I'm older, I'm like, oh dad, I could, I'm there with you, bro. Like sometimes your kids are just like, no, and stop. And you just want to be like, well, okay, let's... Sometimes <laughs> I need a cold shower. Sometimes... <laughs> 
Smack me. Oh, if you don't get these references, one, you're not part of the family, and two, you're not listening to our podcast. You're not listening to all the episodes of our podcast. So, so it's a breadcrumb trail of awesome. So, okay. what questions would you really ask him? Like, what would be one that you would would weigh on the, you? The big, the biggest thing would be for me, like, how can I be with you? Yeah. How do I get to the highest degree? Of this? Yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't care about it. I'd just be like, what can I do to be with you? Yeah, that's what I would. I want think to that's know. deep down. That's like a fundamental question of everyone: of like, why am I here? Where am I going? And how how do I know God loves me? Right? And I think that's a good question of like, how do I get? I know you love me. I know the atonement. How do I get to be with you? But right? what, isn't that interesting that we always want to know how we can improve? That almost becomes our question: like, how do I need to improve? How do I need to improve? Like, it's interesting that people aren't willing to say like, can you tell me about like. You know, how good I'm doing. or I mean, at least, like, we always are seeking to improve because we always have this complex that we're never good enough. Yeah, right. That, and, and that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I think our desire to go, the, uh, to walk the covenant path and to progress and to be disciples often clouds our memory of how much progress we've made and how good we're actually doing. We never feel like we're doing good enough because we never stop and see us as the Lord does, which is... You're doing great. You're doing awesome. We all have a static value in the sight of God, meaning no matter what you do, however many times you sin or not sin, do good deeds or not do good deeds, you have a static value in the eyes of God. What do you mean static value? It doesn't change. Everyone has the same value in the eyes of God. And no matter what you do, you can't change that. Whether you're super good, whether you're a prophet or a primary teacher or whatever. Or not even a member. Or and not you're even a member. Yeah. And you've done, you know, you're you're the vilest of sinner or the most active saint ever. We all have the same static value in the sight of God. Yeah. That's yeah. a great thought. And if we had embraced that, I think we would have more strength and joy as we're going through the learning challenges of life, knowing that, as opposed to always feeling like, oh, these are challenges because I'm not good enough. I need to be refined. This is my punishment, whatever it is. Right. And I think that our ability to recognize that and to acknowledge that, which is the same thing, is uh, is what <laughs> lets us be funny, what lets us find humor. Because we're we're doing as good as we can. We're always making steps to get better. And why not laugh along the way, you yeah. know? And so, like, that brings us to the question that the story that I want to talk about today is the story of the, the young ruler that went to the Savior and asked him one question. Okay. When that question was, um, he said, good master, what shall I do to ha- inherit eternal life? And I think that's a lot like your so question. So that's a pretty good right. question. Similar if you had one question. question, you're like, how do I get there? Like, how do yeah. I get to the highest level? Of the celestial kingdom. What I what I what I love is like immediately Christ shows humility, right? And he's like, you know, why do you call me good? There is none good save it is that God. Mm-hmm. God is good. Which we all know the Savior's perfect. Like he's perfectly good, but he wasn't willing to accept that compliment because in that way I think a lot of the Sadducees and Pharisees are being like, See that? He accepted that compliment. He's trying to compare himself with God. You know, like he was right. just like, No, no, no. Don't don't come up here and blow up my spot calling me good. Like let's all just acknowledge that God's good. But then he says, you know, um don't know what's the commandments, you know, don't commit adultery, don't kill, don't like, steal. Keep yeah, keep the commandments. What do you guys picture this this person looking like, acting like, like in your mind when you read this the scripture story? I, I think he's like a lot like that angel that we talked about in the other episode. He's excited. He's there with the Savior. You know, he's like, oh, man, I got to ask him. Like, I just got to get there. Like, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? Whatever you say, I'm going to do it. What, yeah, he, what do I have to do? And the Savior goes, 
keep the commandments. So I think he's a young, excited, successful, because he's a ruler. Like, he's not like one of the, you know, uh, peasants or the sinners that Christ usually sat with. He's like, he's successful in life. I always pictured him as like a young college kid. Someone who's like, not only got Mm -hmm. it all together and he's doing it all, but he's anxious to do even more. Like, he's taking on even more. I always imagine him like a young CEO in a startup here in Utah that's made a ton of money. They're like in their late 20s early 30s and they're just like i gotta do more like i gotta have like what else can i do you know it may be that he could be a little prideful meaning because it says in the stories that he's yeah i've done all these things i got him i already done all this stuff since i was been a youth since a youth he probably asked that question you're right because he already knew he nailed down all the basics so he's like hey what more you got like just say it just say i made it just say it yep but that's all i gotta do then i'll see when i get there what's interesting is when christ comes back and says hey all you gotta do is keep the commandments well what else you got for me i did that check because i mean when you really think about the commandments you can go into deeper understandings and personal application you don't really ever like hey commandments yep check that's done I got those commandments done. Like, there's multiple levels to the different types of commandments when it comes to, you know, how you can live them. It's funny that he was like, yeah, I did all that. I'm good. I got it. Well, the, the thing, I was studying an, a talk from Elder Uchtdorf from 2015 about the Potemkin village. Do you remember that talk where yeah, he's like... the fake village the that they did move it and, as people went down the river? Exactly. And yeah. he compared that to membership in the church where you are outwardly obedient, but for the wrong inward reasons. Yeah, it, and I think that's what this young man was, is he was like, hey, I've done all this since I was... Was, since I was there, look look how successful I am. I've done all this thing. I have all this stuff, and I've I've been righteous. And Jesus says, "Well, you have one other thing, right? What lack I, what lack you that that yet lackest thou one thing? See, sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come follow me." Now he went away sorrowful, for he was very rich. It didn't say he never came back. It just says he went away sorrowful. Maybe that was time for him to kind of address what the Lord's inviting him to do. But think about that. The Lord Jesus Christ invited this man to be one of his close disciples. Those that follow him from city to city. Right. Right. And he was still not able to do that. So it shows that he was outwardly obedient for a wrong reason. Right, because he was doing good. He did. He kept all the commandments. He kept the law of Moses. But when it came to sacrificing his outward appearance, it was too much. It was too much for him. Right. And in the Joseph Smith translations, it says he went away and cried in the alley and overate because he was sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would do. He, he overate. He was probably like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Not everything, though, right? Like not everything. But I mean, I'll do most well, of it. Like, and think about it. It wasn't just like the Savior was like, hey, so go put all your stuff in storage, <laughs> invest, like. The, the guy who started Cotopaxi, right? CEO, super successful, called to serve a mission. Okay. He didn't sell his company and go serve a mission. He put everything on hold and went and served a mission, right? right. And I actually reached out to him and chatted with him. I'm like, what a great example to the business world that you're prioritizing the Lord over, over commercial success. But... The Lord asked, didn't ask him to do that. He didn't just say, hey, well, push pause on all your investments. You know, go so put some stuff in store. He said, sell, not only sell it, but give that money to the poor. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was a hard, I mean, that's a hard ask. Massive fast yeah. offering donation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, how hard is that when we have to sacrifice even just a little bit of our time or a little bit of our money for something and we start grumbling about it? Like, oh, man. Even look at Sundays. I used to look at Sundays as like, okay, how much time is the Lord giving me all week to get my stuff done? And how much is he asking back? He never asked for that much back. Although when we get to Sundays, it's like, oh, there's another fireside. There's another meeting. There's another <laughs> this. And you're like, even at that. I, I don't think that because I'm right. 
righteous. Okay, well, <laughs> I I think that sometimes where I'm like, oh, that's like, what do I, I got it all? Check, yeah, I do check, it all, check. Aaron. I do all that since I, I was a baby. This whole day to that 45 minutes in yep. primary. Yeah, so uh, my church starts right after church ends. <laughs> I start preparing for the Sabbath right after the church ends. Do you do the come follow me when you get off from church? Yeah, really for an hour. Liz for, does it, and I say knock it off and pay attention. I do it for an hour and 15 minutes, but you yeah. know whatever works for your family. Well, it depends on how much Liz has studied. Our lessons can go long. You have come follow me for an hour on Sundays? Yeah, that's what wow. you're supposed to do. You make up for the third hour. Yeah, don't you do that, Tom? No. Okay. <laughs> Tom's condensing that's, it even That's more. what the young man, that's what Jesus would say. Uh, have have a third hour of come follow me. Usually, and Tom went away sad for it was too much. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I got a nap I got to get to. The third hour is usually counting people's money that they give to the church and then running it to the bank and then oh, going through all the paperwork. Stuff? Well, I, um, that counts. I mean, that counts. It doesn't count for scripture study, but it counts for service. Almost four years I've been in this calling. Do you think? Wow. Do you think that the young rich man, when Christ said that, would be like, if there was any, like, what did you say? Can you repeat that? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> Sounded like you said, sell everything and give it to the poor. He was like, do my, my everything. You, that's like an expression, right? Like, like just an expression. Yeah, what was it? That, what would that be in Reformed Egyptian? <laughs> He's like, I want you to sell everything. You don't need all the stuff. But could you imagine, like, people today, like, hey, I want you to sell your vehicle and just ride the city bus. Whoa! Like, we'd come yeah. up with reasons why. Or like, if someone said this, hey, you know what? You don't need a five bedroom home. Why don't you just get a small three bedroom home and then give that money to the poor to help out something Oof. Ooh, that raise that would raise i mean you, you're talking about like i know people who got you know sold a business or their business went public and they made millions of dollars mm-hmm. and when the when it came time to pay their tithing that was too much and they left the church yeah so the, I, I think that for me not only did this kid like i look at this again like a father right if your son comes to them and be like dad 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 i did all my chores what else do i need to do so i can go out on friday night well did you do this no i didn't do that you know like i, I look at it like a father would look at a son and heaven and jesus christ probably looked at this young man and saw immediately where his heart was and he's like okay you are here's the one thing that's going to be hard for you and I think we all reach that point in our obedience where the Lord will ask us the thing that's hardest for us. Mm-hmm. It's true. My problem with this is that how do you balance that with doing too much? Because I think in the church, there is a this idea of always doing more, 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 more. Yeah. Every talk is about being better and fulfilling your callings and do this. And it can be so overwhelming. Like, I'm just not doing enough. I'm not studying my scriptures, going to church, preparing this, doing one hour home. Yeah. And then you feel like a total failure because you're like not doing more more and more and that's i have a hard time a lot in with general conference and in, in state conference and all the conferences we like to have more improve yeah, here's it's how you like, do it. download i can't list. keep up with this there's too much i mean look at how much they ask us to read mm-hmm. your book of mormon every day come follow me study the general conference talks first presidency just put out a release that says you know study the the church magazines and then you're there's so much to study that's gonna cut into my netflix uh, time yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> is it is it really that too much or or is it a fact that we're trying to balance it with things that don't matter? That we won't put down, maybe. But yeah. what is enough? Meaning, no, you you what pose a is great enough. You pose a great question. Like, I've had enough. Okay, I've had enough. <laughs> Quiet <laughs> with you. I've had enough. Enough of both of you. If you ever feel like you're a new member of the of the church, or even a senior member of the church, and you just feel or like, you're just stagnant. Oh yeah, or you're just what? No, actually, that's not a good example. Right, take I'll that. Take one that out. Cut that out in okay. three, two, two one. one. <laughs> 
if you ever feel like the church is pulling you one way and the world is pulling you another and you just feel like you're going to break in the middle, remember that is part of Heavenly Father's plan. His job is to pull you towards him and the world is going to try and pull you away from him. And the best way to do it, like what you said, Tom, I think there's going to be one, you got to find inner peace and balance. You got to find it. And that's say, the hard part. The balance. I'm okay. But understand that tug of war is going to be real, and that's a sign that your Heavenly Father is trying to pull you. He's going to want you to cut back on some of your worldly activities, whatever those are that are taking away your idle time, and he's going to want you to fill them full of more spiritual things. And so if I hear you right in this particular... You didn't hear me at all. You were on your iPad playing. Hey, they don't know that. <laughs> they don't know that, Aaron. He's looking up scriptures, Aaron. I'm looking at Luke 18. He's being holy. Yeah. I'm being Pat's holy. Like, as this TikTok says right here. <laughs> here, I'm going to play this for a hip pause. I'm going to play this TikTok for you. No, but as it says on the script, like, the Savior, the Savior in the scripture saw that this man was very sorrowful that he couldn't do what the Savior wanted him to do. He just wanted to hurt his feelings. And I think that like none of us have the problem that this rich man had. I want is, to have I want to have this problem where I have so much money that the Lord goes, you know what, sell everything and give it away. I want to have this trial, right? <laughs> but for me, you're right, Aaron. It could be like, you know what, stop watching Netflix. Start reading your scriptures more. Or stop reading your Danielle Steele trashy grocery <laughs> oh, store you novel. Scratch that. Okay, three, two. Why? One. That's a start. Read. Stop reading garbage and read the ensign. You know, okay. like those are the small invitations. It's so, called the Liahona. Respect the name, brother. Yeah, it's honor the name, Aaron. Honor the name. <laughs> honor, honor the, the name of the honor of the name. Are you begging you? You know, something that I've learned, especially getting into older age, is that a lot of times the spirit tells me slow down, mm-hmm. not replace. Don't do this but do this, it says, slow down. You're doing too much. You're trying to do too much stuff because, you know, I'm trying to, during my lunch, I'm trying to get a workout in and during the morning, I'm trying to do this. And I'm so, I'm in a hurry to the point where I can't concentrate on anything. I can't feel the spirit because I got to, after work, I got to do the yard. I got to do the, you know, I got to do all set these on the things. Next thing. Whereas yeah. the spirit's like, no, you don't have to do that today. In fact, why don't you go take a nap? And it's like, uh, that's the spirit. Yeah. Spirit tells me that every Sunday to tell me to take slow down. And that's what I'm learning is that the Lord wants us to, like you said, refocus and rebalance. But a lot of that has to come with slowing down, walking before you run. Yeah, exactly. learn how to walk before you run. And remember that parable: you didn't need to sell everything you have and give it to the poor in order to be exalted. Heavenly Father said it: just keep the commandments, and you'll be fine. What I'm like, this is what I talked about with my kids. Like, um, is there anything? I asked my kids: is there anything that the Savior could ask you? to give up but in return he promises you treasures in heaven and you get to spend every day with him come follow me and my kids thought about it and moses goes legos he wouldn't give up his <laughs> he legos? wouldn't give up i'm like you wouldn't give up all your legos he's like well do you mean like never play with them again and i'm like yeah like you give them up you give them you donate them at di and he's like yeah no i wouldn't do that is that da- hard for you daisy Tom, daisy you was like legos? daisy was like i still music. have legos look around <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you're an example of like you gave them all up and now you get them again. Yeah, that's right. Back. So the, I think that's David O. McKay was once asked, and this was you can fact check this in the Orange Old Orange Institute manual. Okay, he he was once asked, "What's the most important commandment to keep?" 
And he said, whatever commandment you're struggling keeping the most. That's the most important commandment. I thought it and was love God and love no, your neighbor. No, that was what Jesus said. Yeah, this okay. is what President D- David O. McKay said. Okay, different guy. And, sure. and I think that's what Jesus is illustrating here is do the thing that's the hardest for you to do. Right. I think what you're saying is the spirit will prompt you to do something and obey a certain commandment. And it's probably the one you're going to have the hardest time with. Exactly. Right. So exactly. It's, it, to boil it down even further, it's like you have to align yourself with the spirit yeah. and and know all those things in your life that are blocking the spirit. You need to get rid of those so that you can know what you need to sacrifice, which is a temple covenant to draw closer to the savior. Right. I tried to do that when I came home from my mission. I had this like huge before you sacrificed I all your hair. <laughs> Boom. Oh yeah. Well, this story is going to focus on Patrick. So I had this prompting as I was getting ready to come home. Like, Hey, I need to change my music listening library. Cause I had all these amazing rock CDs from before my mission. And We're talking EMF, not, Faith No More, not, Richard Marks, <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Anyway, Brian so, Adams, anyways, Michael thought, Bolton. I'm going to get rid. Of, I'm going to get rid of all the inappropriate music. So I just I made that a goal and I wrote it down so I wouldn't change my mind. And when I got home, I decided I'm going to do it. So I went to get all my CDs out, and they were all gone. And oh, no. I was like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where That's called payback, bro. Where were my CDs? My stuff. It turns out Patrick got into my CDs on my mission and sold them all and kept the money. Yeah. You brought them into the trade center? The spirit told me to do that. <laughs> Go take all your brother's CD and sell them. <laughs> keep the and money. keep the money for yourself. <laughs> That's what Christ says. Go take all your brother's stuff That's and a, sell it and give it to the poor. But keep the money. Any money you get, it's all yours, That's bro. like P.S. Use your illusion, too, from Guns N' Roses. Didn't get that much money. Sorry, bro. Yeah, I, I remember that. I'm like, these CDs suck. I doubt I'll get anything. And the guy's like, I'll take these two and you can keep the rest. I'm like, what if I just throw those in? <laughs> throw them in just to sweep the deal. <laughs> like, I don't want them. What if I just throw them in for free? Hey, I don't want to hear you. I remember in my in Sweden and I get a letter from home and I start looking at pictures and I'm like that's my coat hey that's my jacket hey that's I told those guys <laughs> that's not payback to get, baby that's not to get in yeah so the, pretty much the week after you left I'm like time to open up those boxes where's the machete yep yeah Tom came home from his mission though and had like 200 CDs like he restocked while he was in Sweden I know Tom came home he's like I need mom dad can you send me another suitcase I'm bringing home my CD collection that's right. this. from the mission and yeah and Ace of Base the Swedish bands hey what else was I didn't go out to eat, so what else was I going to spend my money on? Bottom line to end this episode is the Lord will ask you to sacrifice the personally hard things for you to sacrifice. And only by being willing to do that will you be able to come and be near him and have eternal life. Yeah, have the faith to ask. Have the faith to ask. Like that Henry Beyring talk from General Conference, Lord, give me one more mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think a big message is that you're doing great. Yeah. This Listeners, kid was doing good. I mean, doing great. He was he was obeying all the commandments. He wasn't an evil sinner. Right. Yeah. You, even he if you just, are an evil sinner, Heavenly Father loves you. Your value is static. There's always there's always room for change. And do it just line upon line. You know, yeah. that's the most wonderful thing I think about the gospel is the fact that there's nothing that you can do that would jeopardize your standing with God and his love for you. And he will wait with love and patience until you find a need for him in your life. That's a great point. It's yep. not like you need and it, it doesn't have to be faster than you can run. Yeah. You know, right. you 
you have to kill yourself trying to to get there. It's you go at your own speed. You just got to turn down the volume of what other people think way on low. We got to turn that's why I think that's why in the uh, vision of the tree of life, people held onto the rod and walked slowly to the tree. Like you got to make your way through the mist, and you can't do that if you run. Yeah, I did that when we did that as young men. They had that whole. You ever done the live thing of the tree of light, whatever, where you got to be blindfolded? No, you haven't done that before. No, I haven't. Sounds like you're making walk of faith where you're holding on to the rope so they something. you have to go literally it was a reenactment so at this high adventure camp you have to put on your blindfold and they put you out in this field and you have to like just stagger around this field till you find an iron rod and then you have to slowly follow it and you go through obstacles and temptations to pull you off and in the end you make it to a real tree of light but the life point, well in the story it's life but it was like white and then this analogy when they do it the whole tree's lit up it's really amazing okay i was just making sure but the that point you, was you, okay i was trying to hurry on the path while i was holding on to the bar knocked himself out I, concussion broke I two hit, teeth i hit this branch and it hit me right in the forehead <laughs> and it knocked me to the ground and then i got to the end and took off i went and you know you meet the person who's supposed to be the savior and you know you're getting ready to take off your blindfold as you, you get ready to do that and then he's like you might want to get your head checked i'm like what's going on <laughs> had blood coming down oh from my my gosh, then, then that's when Aaron wandered his way to the great and spacious building looking for an urgent care. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone here have a band-aid? That's a real analogy. Hey, what are you guys doing in here? Hey, hold, holding on to the iron rod is no joke. That's a hard story. Now, every time I see that in the Book of Mormon, I'm like, yeah, that was no joke. It's like angels it. landing, just slowly and surely on the way up. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, play us off, Tom. Here we go. Leave us reviews. Tell your friends. Subscribe. And listen twice. And all that. Yeah, keep it on repeat.